0: When I thought about praying for peace, I thought about this prayer song we've sung at my church for several months. I'm Reverend Susie Knedlick, retired clergy, active at East Lake United Methodist Church. And I go to the 11 o'clock service where we get to prayer time and people get to share their concerns. And then before we have the prayer that someone gives, we sing this song. It's only three words, and they're repeated 13 times, pray for peace. For a long time, when we started singing that, my mind immediately went to the war in Ukraine. There's certainly no peace there at all, and not anything I can really do about that physically, so I figured prayer was all I was able to do. Then my mind would go to school shootings going on at the time, and sometimes by the week after I prayed for a particular school, there was a different one to pray for. Nothing I can do about those either, so I figured prayer was the best thing I could do. For a while, my mind went to politics, which had been anything but peaceful for some time. Get it together, I prayed. There was nothing I could do but pray. It's all I could do. What can you do? Recently, there have been a lot of shootings going on in Birmingham. People that should still be with us aren't, and some of them are children. I've prayed for peace instead of revenge for their families and for peace among those shooting each other. Guns are not the answer, so I pray. And then I've had some sick friends that I've been praying for. They both have died in the last week, so I prayed for peace for their families. One friend was in the hospital for three and a half weeks before she died, so of course I've been praying extra strong for her and her family since her husband spoke at my husband's funeral. But it's the best I can do for both of them right now. Their funerals are not going to be for a few months. Then Lynn asked me to share about praying for peace, and I thought I needed to know more about that word itself. The dictionary talks about it being a freedom from disturbance, an absence of war, and an order to remain silent. I find that sometimes when I pray for peace that I'm free from disturbance about that subject and free to remain silent about talking about it. But as I think about that, I don't think that's quite right. When I pray for something, God has placed it in my heart. He goes, knock, knock, Susie, look at this. It's important. And sometimes I think I pray as a cop-out so I don't have to do anything else. But by bringing this to my attention, doesn't God want us to do more? One of my favorite Bible verses is in Psalm 37, the second verse. It just says, trust in the Lord and do good. And I think that and is the most important part of the scripture. When we trust in God, we turn to God in prayer, but we are also called To do good. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. And I like that term peacemakers because it means that those people are doing something about peace, not just praying about it. The Bible encourages us to be peaceful by forming a right relationship with God through Christ and a good relationship with the people God has put around us. So believe it or not, I am thinking that praying for peace is not the answer for peace to become a reality. Let's go back to those things that God laid on my heart to pray for peace for. The war in Ukraine. What can we do besides pray? Well, look at the needs of the people. Is your church doing anything to help them? Then contribute. And what about our soldiers? I have a grandson in the army that may be sent to Europe. I am doing things to support him in that eventuality. And what about school shootings? I hear people directly involved in them after our folks in Congress say, you are in our thoughts and prayers. They say, we don't need your thoughts and prayers. We need you to do something so this doesn't happen again. Maybe you could call or write your congressman about that. And what about politics? Well, first of all, vote. Encourage others to do so. And don't just listen to others whine. Encourage them to do something too. And how about the shootings in our communities? Can you get involved or get your church involved in a program that helps youth learn another way to disagree? And maybe you could support such groups financially. If there's not one in your area, look at some of the bigger cities and see if there's a way you can help. And then I thought about the sick friends that I've prayed for. You can't do something to keep someone from dying, but you can be with them on the journey. When my husband Larry died, so many friends were with us on that journey, and it made such a difference. I was especially supported by my friend who just died, had been in the hospital so long, and her husband who spoke at Larry's funeral. So I have spent a lot of time returning the favor, and I have felt blessed by it. I've prayed for them, but I did not stop there. God lays things like this on our hearts. You might be thinking about some that have been laid on your heart. And the things laid may not be in our backyard, or they may be in our backyard. But what God lays on us is not the totality of things that need help in the world, but the ones God wants us to help with. Think about what that means in your prayer life. To pray for peace, we must be peacemakers from our corner of the world.
1: Pray for peace. 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 Amen.